The internet was a peaceful place until Woj bombs began to drop. Fans were not safe, nor were the players. Whenever Woj tweeted about trades, destruction would follow, sometimes tearing fans' hearts and even catching players in the crossfire. Until today. From the same people who brought you Flexi Tape, Carb Gum, and OxClean comes a new revolutionary product, the Woj Bunker. Have you ever wished you could be impervious to Woj's tweets? Well, with the new Woj Bunker, that can be the last thing on your mind. Here's how it works. The bunker opens up a week before the trade deadline and separates you and your phone so you have no idea what's going on. And once the trade deadline passes, the patent-pending Woj Bunker timed-release door lock opens up so you can face the fallout head-on and not trade by trade. Who knows what will happen with the trade deadline, so it's best just to ignore it because three things in life are inevitable. Thanos, Woj, and taxes. Are these words too much? Here's a scenario. Okay, kids, time to get in the Woj Bunker. Aw, man, but I was in the middle of 2K. You know the drill. We have to protect ourselves from the Woj Bombs. Remember your brother's last trade deadline? He was glued to his phone, and once that Woj Bomb tweet hit, he was a completely different fan. He's never been the same since. Oh, okay, fine. See, it wasn't so bad. Just turn on the Woj Bunker time release door, patent pending, and we'll ride out the storm. What was that? Did you hear that? Did you bring your phone in here? I, I forgot. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. Just don't read it. We're safe in here. Okay, what are they saying? What are they saying? I need to know. I need to know. Okay, what was just tweeted? Oh, man, it's a big one. The biggest one ever. He, he said, live from the Carolinas, it's cardboard box seats. Cardboard box seats. Play that saxophone. <laughs> Have you ever heard of an armchair quarterback? It means someone has an opinion but doesn't necessarily participate in the sport. But it also means that they care enough about the sport to discuss it and try to make it better. In our basketball world, we call this cardboard box seats. We see the game from afar like true fans, but we always show up with the same intensity as if we were at the games ourselves. We don't have the money or the connections like the other talking heads on TV, but we do have some ideas which might seem too out there, and honestly, we've got opinions which might change. Either way, we have fun, so come and watch the game with us from our cardboard box seats. And we're back with a wild uh, post-trade fallout episode. Nick. Nick is here. Go ahead and say, hey, Nick. Hey, I'm Nick. I'm here. Hi, Nick. You're here. I'm Gabe. We're back. Nick actually texted me pretty much right after the trade deadline, dude, and said, dude, emergency podcast. So here we are. And it just, we couldn't just wrap our heads around it. We had to let let time to digest because just so much happened this trade deadline. And it all it all seemed to happen within like maybe one or two hours of the trade deadline, which is always what happens. Which makes it so great. I remember um, I was just about to go into class and it was like, boom, 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 boom. All the whoosh bombs. Crazy. Where were you, Nick, when all the trades happened? I was at work. I was working. Were you or were you glued to your phone because you don't have the, the Woj bunker? I was working because um, I was on the clock. So right. a, gotcha. I would like to state for anyone who's listening that I was working. Mm. Okay. Very good. I'm glad we covered our bases on that one. <laughs> I'm trying to keep my job. Hey, I don't blame you. Keep that job. So what we have for you is a compilation of all the trades that happened uh, pretty much within the last 
I guess it, it all happened pretty much on the day or the day right before of the trade deadline. Now we've personally kind of ranked them by importance, um, not by shock factor, but by importance in our opinion. And we're just, let's just dive straight into it. What do you think? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. So the first one, Andre Drummond to the, drum roll please. Drummond roll please. Drummond roll. Ooh, I like that. Should we, patent pending. We call patent it. Pen. <laughs> <laughs> to the Cavaliers. What? Madness. Madness is afoot. This, I when I saw this, I I if I had coffee in my mouth, I would have spit it out. If I had any water in my mouth, I would have spit it out. This was just a ridiculous trade. Because first of all, pretty sure the Cavaliers and the Pistons are rivals because they're one state over. And then second of all, the Cavaliers don't need a center. Yeah, they do have uh, Tristan Thompson and Kevin Love, who will sometimes play that five spot. So I don't really know what they were thinking in that. But maybe they're going big ball. <laughs> yeah, they're going anti-rocket style. <laughs> <laughs> Just a team full of centers. They're going to get uh, Rudy Gobert and Joel Embiid. That would who, be who would be their point guard? Probably Kevin Love. Probably, yeah. Yeah, because he's the shortest of them. <laughs> yeah, get Bobby on the team. Get Bobby. Oh, man. Taco Fall. Oh, man. Taco Fall. Oh, big ball. That's funny. <laughs> so the Pist- here's here's what happened in the trade. The Pistons get the expiring contracts of John Henson and Brandon Knight, as well as a second round pick. And the Cavs just get Andre Drummond. Who won this trade? I think, I don't know. It's kind of hard because the Tristan Thompson's contract's about to expire at the end of this year. So maybe they're just setting up, but, but in, uh, Andre Drummond just went into his player option, so he has a whole other year, right? So, mm-hmm. Yep, he's got one more year, at least. So maybe they'll get rid of Tristan and then just keep Andre. It's not a bad idea. Not a bad and then idea. bring LeBron back. And then bring... Mm, I don't know about that. The only thing that hap- that happens is if Bronny Jr. gets uh, drafted by the Cavs, <laughs> which is possible. We'll see. All right, next trade. We got D'Angelo Russell to the Timberwolves. This, this was wild. I am, I am, uh, I'm a little surprised. I kind of anticipated with the, um, with the Timberwolves trades early on, which we'll talk about in, uh, in a second, but this one felt like it was being set up by the trade before. And I'm glad D'Angelo, for his sake, got out of Golden State because according to Steve Kerr, even Steve Kerr wouldn't know how it would fit with Clay Thompson and, uh, Steph Curry. So I guess that's good for him. Especially if your coach is saying that, man, it's a little disappointing. Yeah. I am excited to see D'Angelo Russell and Kat on the same team. I think that's going to be mm-hmm. great. I think that'll be fun. So for the trade, the Warriors agreed to send Russell, Jacob Evans, and Omari Spellman to the Timberwolves in exchange for Andrew Wiggins, a 2021 first round pick and a 2022 second round pick. Oh boy. If we could just have a moment of silence for Andrew Wiggins because he's about to get his like he's about to get culture shock from uh, Draymond Green in the Bay Area. He's gonna get shooken. He's gonna become shooketh. It, it'll be interesting because Andrew Wiggins hasn't really been coached before, and Steve Kerr has coached winning teams. So, <laughs> dang, that is brutal. Are you saying there's no coaching in Minnesota right now? He's bounced around. There hasn't been a consistent great coach in minnesota i would argue that there hasn't been any great oh, coach okay. in yeah. minnesota i i think this was good they had they had to do this in order to keep cat happy yeah because he was not he was not happy at all this was the most emotion i've ever seen him in the war and the uh, excuse me the timberwolves have never been good and he's been there for a pretty long time so for him to come out and say like okay i'm sick and tired of losing especially having haven't won a game since thanksgiving or something like that 
It's pretty ridiculous. It was like a day before. He tweeted that a day before, and then they got D'Angelo Russell. Hmm. But he's happy now because they're buds. Yeah, he looks happy. Yeah, they. Um, I saw a picture on Instagram with all the players that the Timberwolves acquired that they could it couldn't fit in one picture. Like you had to swipe because they acquired so many players. Yeah, it was a lot. There was a lot of players moving around. It was something like at at some point it was 23 players that had been moved. I don't know if that number is still true, but that's still a high number. And that wasn't at the end of the deadline. Yeah. So who won this trade? Timberwolves. You think the Timberwolves? I I have to agree. I'm holding out hope for Andrew Wiggins as I always will, but it's increasingly becoming more and more of a sliver of hope and not a realistic hope. I think what you said, him being in a winning environment with Steve Kerr to hold him accountable and Draymond Green to punch him in the face, I think that's great. (laughs) I think that's good for him. He needed that. Yeah, he needed that. Wake up. (laughs) All right, next trade. This was a a simmering trade for a while. We were getting teased by this one a lot. There was a lot of drama building up to this one. Yeah, for real. Oh, we we should mention the drama before this too. So Andre Iguodala to the heat. So before this trade happened, there was a couple of tweets floating around about how a certain veteran will rename nameless. uh, Just kidding. Andre Iguodala. (laughs) He's not playing with the the Grizzlies right now. He's just decided to take a seat and hang out, uh, work on his book and work on his retirement fund. (laughs) And still be paid, of course. Yeah, because that's that's how it works in the NBA. If you don't play, you still get paid. So the rookies and maybe somewhat rookies, Dylan Brooks and John Morant decide to take out their anger, or frustration rather, towards Andre Iguodala by essentially saying, well, if he doesn't want to play with us, we don't like him, and he's not invited to our birthday party. So there. (laughs) And yeah, there was a little uh, Twitter battle going on between John and Steph too, back and forth. Steph posted a picture of Andre uh, holding the finals trophy, and maybe was it the finals MVP or just the finals trophy? It was... A picture of the finals trophy. Yeah, I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was a, it was them winning a finals. That's the important yeah. part. <laughs> <laughs> and then Jaw replied with a picture of Kevin Durant holding both the finals trophy, essentially saying, like, Kevin Durant carried you guys to the next ones. Oh, and yeah. then there were reports that they messaged each other privately and, and worked things out because Jaw did, has had a big respect for Steph leading into his career and stuff like that so yeah well i guess that's good good for them i'm glad they settled the the tweet battle in in private this is always to come back to haunt both of them i feel like though you know it's it's they're both point guards they're both of me kind of going at each other one's a veteran one's a rookie and and a lot of the veterans were like oh they need he needs to be respectful yeah okay whatever respect <laughs> your elders respect your elders so anyway that leads to the andre Udala to the heat trade so this is a three-team trade those are both supposed to be air horns and not cat noises for anyone uh, interested. <laughs> so, let's break it down. Memphis is sending out Jay Crowder, Solomon Hill, to Miami. In exchange, Miami will send Justice Lowe, Dion Waiters, James Johnson to Memphis. Also involved in the trade are the Timberwolves, who will send one of their centers to Memphis in exchange for James Johnson. And Iguodala ends up on the heat. Okay, so let's break this down. Who got who? So, the Heat got Andre Iguodala, Jay Crowder, and Solomon Hill. Memphis got Justice Winslow, Dion Waiters, and James Johnson. But then another trade happened in conjunction with this other trade. So, the Timberwolves send one of their centers for James Johnson. So, now the Timberwolves get James Johnson. Now, like I said, Memphis gets the center. 
And this trade kind of took like a couple hours to develop. Like it first was reported that Iguodala was traded to the Heat. And then I think like three or four hours later, things were still falling together for the trade. It was pretty crazy. Normally they go to get like one big trade together, but this one was drawn out over several hours. Right. And I think the biggest thing with this one was that I almost want to say the Iguodala trade leaked before the whole trade was complete. And that's why I was like, oh my gosh, I need to know. So I wonder if they wouldn't have, if one team didn't get what they wanted, would the whole thing be called off? You know what I mean? It's happened before. It has. So Nick, who won that trade? I think the Heat won the trade. Uh, Wrong answer. Why? Why do you think the Heat? No, why do you think the Heat won the trade? Because I'm about to tear your argument apart. I know exactly what you're going to say. Iguodala is going to play now. He's going to be he's going to be great. He's going to be the veteran that they need. He'll probably come off the bench. He'll he'll give that guidance to Jimmy Buckets that he might need. And he's going to be around in Miami for a while. So long term, this is going to set it up cuz he did sign his 2-year agreement extension. So he's building Miami to be a better team not just this year but in the future. All right, let's hear it. Okay, let's hear it. So first of all, it's a bold of you to assume that Jimmy Butler needs any sort of guidance. Second of all, Andre Iguodala spent the whole last year not playing. What was he doing? Like I said, he was promoting his book, working on his retirement fund, not playing. Do you think that he is going to be good at all coming off the bench even? And I agree with that. He's definitely coming off the bench to um, come back to that quote unquote finals MVP caliber because that that picture that Steph tweeted out four years ago. Four years ago. All right. Well, they also got Jay Crowder. Great player. Oh, that's pretty neat. That's cool. He's he's a great player. They also got Solomon Hill. So you think Memphis won, or do you are I you going to say Memphis the Timberwolves? Won, absolutely won. So they got the center from the Timberwolves, and that translates. So currently, or before the trade, the centers were Jonas Valanciunas and Triple J, Jaron Jackson Jr. So they had two centers, Jonas Valanciunas and Jaron Jackson Jr. So Jaron Jackson Jr. can actually, he's better He's better in the four spot. So by getting that center, now they can move him to the four spot and he can be more of a threat with the ball and without the ball. But they also got Justice Winslow, Dion Waiters. This young of a team in Memphis, they need the veterans here, especially Ja and uh, Dylan Brooks in this kind of like tumultuous tweeting time. How's that for alliteration? Ooh, SAT words. SAT yeet. So that's the other thing that I'm going to be looking for is Ja kind of getting his emotion in check with those those two quote unquote veterans, even though they're just as they can be just as emotional sometimes. I I think Memphis won. That's all. That's all I wanted to say. With this tweet, it is setting it up to to still be able to do um, an all J starting lineup. So well, actually, I saw this J's and D's. Really? Half the team has J's and half the team has D's. Maybe they'll just do one game, just they'll market that and just sell t-shirts with just J's on it. I think that's like the practice squad and then the uh, the starting squad. <laughs> so another three-team trade happened. Nick, you want to take this one? Sure. It was between the Clippers, Knicks, and Wizards, which is a weird combination. The Clippers will get Marcus Morris and Isaiah Thomas, and the Wizards get the Clippers guard, Jerome Robinson, and the Knicks get... The Clippers, Mo Harkless, and a 2020 first-round pick. So pretty awesome on a three-team 
three-team trade happens. Yeah, we're always excited for three-team trades. And Marcus Morris wanted to go to the Clippers at the start of the season, and now he finally gets his chance. So mm-hmm. I think there's something brewing in L.A. Interesting about this, both L.A. teams were going for Marcus Morris, and I am glad that the Lakers did not get Marcus Morris because they don't need another old player. It is also reported that Isaiah Thomas will be cut from this Clippers roster. Um, and oh, really? He ties, yeah, he has... He's tied for the most teams ever played for. And I think it's something like eight or nine or something like that. It's sad because he's such a great player. And I was really hoping that the Clippers would have the smallest guy in the NBA right now and the guy with the biggest hands on the same team. But I guess they oh. didn't want to do that. He could carry Isaiah. Um, you're talking about Kawhi and Isaiah Thomas. He, Kawhi yeah. could carry Isaiah Thomas. Just yeah. give him a boost. Just yeah, launch exactly. him to dunk. <laughs> Fly, Isaiah, fly! <laughs> Give him a boost up. He could just pick him up, palm his head, <laughs> walk, carry him around. Michael Jordan! It is sad. Isaiah's a great player. So it's sad that he's just being bounced around because he did so great for the Celtics. It just needs to be given that chance again. And he didn't do bad for Washington either. Yeah. I think the clear winner is the Clippers. I mean, yeah. let's be honest. They got Marcus Morris, whom everyone was talking about. And this was like the only trade that the Knicks did. Okay, way to go, guys. You messed that one up. You blew it. <laughs> you blew it. Next up, Wizards Nuggets. Go ahead. So between the Wizards and the Nuggets, the Wizards got Shabazz Napier, and then the Denver Nuggets got Jordan McRae. Interesting. Seems like a lateral move. Yeah. Hashtag who cares? This was clearly for uh, finances, I believe. Um, just trying to make room probably for Bradley Beal's massive contract. I don't know. And John Wall's massive contract. Oh, that's true. If he comes back to playing. So who won this trade? I don't know. Neither. Neither. (laughs) It's a tie. They both get participation trophies. Way to go, guys. A for effort. All right. So Sixers and the Warriors. All right. With this, the Sixers get two guards. The Warriors are sending out Alec Burks and uh, forward Glenn Robinson III to Philadelphia. And the Warriors are going to get... Three second round picks, a 2020, 2021, and a 2022 from the Sixers in the deal. And the Sixers are sending James Ennis to the Magic in exchange for a second round pick. Wow. A lot of second round picks going around. Everyone's holding on tight to those first round picks. They don't want to give them up. I don't blame them for trading for people like Alec Burks. Alec Burks and Glenn Robinson the third. When I first saw this tweet, Glenn Robinson's name was initials and then the the three III, the Roman numerals. So it was like G-R-I-I-I-I. And I was like, who the heck is a Gry? I'm so confused. <laughs> these players these days. They just, these, <laughs> these names. These players, these names. I'm getting weirder every day. So I think the... Dude, I don't I don't know who won this. The Golden State Warriors are definitely playing the long game, but I think the Sixers won it. Yeah. They needed more guards. They needed more wing players to be able to shoot the mm-hmm. three. That's what they were looking for. So I definitely agree with that. I think I think the 76ers won in the short game, but perhaps the Warriors won in the long game because they got a lot more kind of uh, ammunition if they wanted to do any more trades. That's true. So And they'll probably have a lottery pick this year and then a second round pick too. And who knows? That's just guaranteed. And who knows how many other picks they might have thrown in there. Yeah. 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 It's going to be wild. Okay. So from the same people that brought you a three-team trade, we're going to up the ante here. Four teams. Houston Rockets, Atlanta Hawks, Timberwolves, and the Nuggets. Wowza. Pretty great. Pretty pretty amazing. This, this, I I don't think I've ever seen a four-team trade, so this was fun to watch. Okay. So I'm going to do my best here. Here we go. Okay. The Rockets get Rocco, 
Robert Covington, another top trade deadline kind of target, and Jordan Bell from the Wolves, as well as the Hawks' 2024 second round pick. That's in four years, everyone. Okay, cool. The Hawks get Clint Capella, which they needed, and Nene from the Rockets. Nene was waived a day later. And the Nuggets get the Wolves, Keita Bates, Diop, Shabazz Napier, Noah Vonley, and the Rockets' Gerald Green who's out for the season, and Houston's first-round pick in 2020. Then finally, the Wolves will get the Nuggets Malik Beasley, Juancho Hernan Gomez, and Jared Vanderbilt, as well as the Hawks' Evan Turner and the Hawks' 2020 first-round pick by the Brooklyn Nets. Holy moly cow. That was a lot of moving parts. That was a lot. I don't. Even, it's hard to see who won right now, but I think it's going to be the Hawks. The Hawks and the Timberwolves won this. I do not think the Rockets won this trade at all the Hawks because they got a center finally in Clint Capella who's great I think he was very limited on the Rockets with both Russell Westbrook trying to get rebounds stealing them from Clint and from James Harden who as we know is the dribbler according to Charles Barkley I think the Wolves also won this because they get the Nuggets Malik Beasley who's great and Juancho Hernan Gomez who's a great off the bench player both of them are off the bench but Malik Beasley can also run point guard and shooting guard any sort of guard spot um, and he, he's very, very good. I think he was very uh, underpaid and underappreciated in the Nuggets arena. Who do you think won? Yeah, I'm kind of with you. The Hawks and Timberwolves. I think more more the Timberwolves just for if we're looking this season and then into next season, um, just that short term, I think they won. If if the Hawks can find some great players, longevity and draft do well, um, then the Hawks after that. But I think right off the bat, the Timberwolves. Man. We go. I feel like I need to see a picture of all this because there's so much, yeah. <laughs> so many moving parts for this. For real though, it's it's hard, and I'm sure this the picture would be full of names. Yeah. There's it's like they just swap teams. Yeah. All right. Last trade. Last trade. All right. We got the Rockets to the Grizzlies. So the Rockets just got Jordan Bell from the Timberwolves, and they decided they didn't want to keep him. So wow. the Rockets traded Jordan Bell to the Grizzlies for. Bruno Cabacalo. No idea Cabacolo. if I said that right. I honestly I don't know either because I've never heard about this guy and I don't know why they traded him for traded Jordan Bell away. Jordan Bell's a great player. And well, the thing is, uh, Jordan Bell is six eight and Bruno is six nine, so that might play into it a little uh, bit if they wanted an extra inch. I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't really know who won this. Um, yeah, I'm thinking overall. The Memphis Grizzlies won this trade, I guess, for Jordan Bell. They got a very young team. They got a very young they team. Do. What do you think won? I think, yeah, the Grizzlies won this. I was just thinking, too, like, the East is a pretty young team. And the West, is, uh, like, the East has overall pretty young teams. And then the West has more, like, of those veterans, with the exception of the Timberwolves right now. Right. It's it's shaping up for a, a change in the tides as far as Western Conference to Eastern Conference. Because once these Eastern players grow up and become like their full potential, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with when all these other Western Conference players kind of grow old and go to the retirement home. Yeah. Go play golf. Yeah. Promote their books or whatever. Okay. So who in general won the trade deadline? What do you think? I think the Timberwolves. You think the Timberwolves? I think the Timberwolves. They... They set it up for a pretty great years to come. I don't think they'll be able to do much this year. Maybe maybe eighth seed, but they have a lot of digging to do to get there. But. Yeah. it's. Uh, I think they'd have to win out in all their games pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Who do you think won? I think the Memphis Grizzlies won. 
similar to what you were thinking. However, I think the Grizzlies right now are just a little bit better than the Timberwolves. And I think D'Angelo Russell's a little bit overrated, sorry. With just such a young team and the Grizzlies, a team that's playing very, very well together, I think buckle in because the Memphis Grizzlies are back. They're right, they're in the... They were in playoff mode before, but now they can they can maybe make a playoff push. They're pretty scrappy, so I'm going with the Grizzlies. I like it. I like it. Who do you think lost this trade deadline? Um, the Detroit Pistons. Yeah, no, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, they were in the mo in in reach of the playoffs and then blew it because now they're gone. I don't. I, I don't know if they were within reach of the playoffs. They they got rid of an expiring contract in Andre Drummond. They weren't going to sign anyone else. If if Blake Griffin was still healthy, I think that that would have changed things drastically. But they the Pistons also could have gotten so much more for Andre Drummond, especially if I'm they saying. picked up the phone to the Atlanta Hawks. I think they wanted too much for Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah, I th- I, th- I think so. Man, Andre Drummond has led the league in rebounds, and that's exactly what Atlanta needs. It's ah, ah, <laughs> and he's relatively young, and now he's just gonna waste away in Cleveland, like Kevin Love, <laughs> just like Kevin Love. Maybe Kevin will ask for a trade. Doubt it. Well, dang. All right, Nick, hit us with that fun fact. All right, fun fact: the most trades between any two teams are at, between Atlanta and Detroit, with sixteen trades each. No, 16 trades. Sorry. Yeah. Just those teams, though. Not talking about Atlanta to to Charlotte or Atlanta to LA. This is pretty wild because you rarely see kind of inter, well, the same conference trades. I don't know. Interconference. I guess interconference. I don't know. Anyway. Sure. We'll call it. Sure. Whatever. You rarely see them in the same conference. Uh, So this is interesting because they're clearly both in the Eastern Conference. Very interesting. And Atlanta was pretty active and Detroit was pretty active. This trade deadline. Essentially throwing away Andre Drummond. Anyway, thank you for listening to this special edition of Cardboard Box Seats, where we talk about the trade woge bombs and the tweets and the trades and the, all of the above. Ah, it was a stressful time. I'm sure it was stressful for the players as well. <laughs> but if you are not subscribed, subscribe. If you have not given us a rating on anywhere where you listen, give us a rating and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Be looking out for that woge bunker. Yeah, woge bunker coming soon.